behind the Herald headlines with Darren Mann. Lead story in the Herald for today, Wednesday, the 30th of March, 2022. Nkwazi's shock claims against Kaba. Ulterior motives alleged as Nelson Mandela Bay city manager battle heads to high court. Also on the front page today, Potency Citrus under threat as locust swarms hit. For more on these and other stories, go to heraldlive.co.za. Behind the Herald headlines with Darren Mann today, we're talking about a sewage pollution surge, which together with algae growth is threatening the besieged SWAT Corps estuary in Nelson Mandela Bay once again. Joining us from the Nelson Mandela University, a zoologist, an ecologist and a professor, all rolled into one, Professor Nadine Stradom. Thank you for joining us. We've got a problem. Yes, we do. We do. Thanks. Thanks, Darren. And thanks to the listeners for joining in. Um, yes, we've got an ongoing problem. It's it's long-standing, and uh, at the moment, it's sort of reached uh, crisis levels because um, usually there's sewage coming in from one or two spots. Now we have sewage coming in from from the top, the middle, and the bottom of the estuary. So it really is putting great strain on this amazing ecosystem that's an asset in our in our metro. If we could focus on the sewage problem first and then move on to the algae, it has been an ongoing problem. As population growth has taken place, it's got worse and worse. What is the solution to this? Is it purely an infrastructure matter or are there other factors at play and, and how can we mitigate this? Well, I think the biggest problem is infrastructure. Um, you know, the the sewage systems that we that deal with the, the people that are in the metro um, cater for far fewer people. Um, we've had major population migration into city centres and um, and the, the infrastructure is 30, 40, sometimes even 50 years old. Um, the pipes that run underground, um, the pipes that move sewage from, from various suburbs and communities through to sewage wastewater treatment um, uh, works. So it's old infrastructure, and we're seeing repeatedly that it's this old infrastructure that's um, bursting, that's where leaks are occurring, and uh, and also the size of our wastewater treatment works are just no longer fit for purpose um, with, with the large volumes of sewage water that's actually making their way to these uh, treatment works that are supposed to be treated. So this is an ongoing problem, and it's not a problem that's restricted to our metro. It's it's countrywide with, with ailing infrastructure. And the types of infrastructure and the importance of having functional sewage lines and things like that require active maintenance. It requires forecasting and planning by municipalities and, and budgeting uh, for maintenance, for future expansion of treatment works and things like that. So whether it's sewage, whether it's our potable water reservoirs, um, you know, the list goes on in terms of where we need proactive management of, of these resources. The damage that's been done so far, health risks to humans and also thousands of fish, crabs and other marine life dying as a result. Is this damage that we've caused reversible at all? Yes, it's most certainly reversible because we haven't had the ex complete extermination of an ecosystem. So we've had an ecosystem that has suffered severe mortality in terms of the animals. Um, but with proper sewage treatment, with not these accidental and sometimes deliberate releases of sewage water into, into ecosystems, we can reverse this. We can reverse it with upgrades, with proper management, 
And I believe with political will to want to have a safe environment for all to be able to use. The sewage pollution was just one part of a double whammy. Algae growth, invasive species extracting oxygen from the water, I understand. This is combined to affect the marine life. Yes, so wherever you have sewage, I mean, if you think about it, what people eat, not all the nutrients from your food is actually absorbed by your body. So it's all passed out through the digestive system of animals, of humans. And when that fecal matter goes into an ecosystem, it provides a nutrient boost. So it's literally like throwing fertilizer onto um, a water body in the same way that many people use manure um, to um, fertilize their gardens. Um, so it's it's exactly the same principle. All those nutrients, all the nitrates, phosphates, all those things come in with the sewage water along with pathogens, pathogens that are harmful to human and animal health. But in the case of the Swarkops now, um, all these nutrients coming in from the sewage, they literally fuel microscopic algae growth in the water column. So at the moment, we've got a few estuaries here in the Eastern Cape that are um, have these harmful algal blooms. And the, the, the algal species, it's literally little microscopic cells. They fall into the group that we call phytoplankton, so floating cells that are of plant origin. And when they get access to nutrients, they bloom. So they multiply and they make more cells and more cells to the point that they actually completely discolor the water. Uh, another example of this in the ocean would be red tides. So it's a basically roughly a form of red tide um, that forms in the estuary. And then this particular species, we're still not sure exactly of the origin because it's not native to South Africa. It's called Heterosigma akashiwa. And, um, and this species, we suspect, we can only theorize because we, 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 we don't have um, any information to say where it could have come from. But it sounds like it may well have come from um, the ballast water of ships. And we've had a lot of shipping activity in recent years um, since the building of Kucha Harbor, since the allowance of ship-to-ship -ship bunkering where you have foreign vessels coming in and refueling in the bay. We suspect that this algal cell has actually come from ship ballast water because they pump water into their, into their ballasts, so into the hull to balance their cargo load. And wherever that ship has come from, they would have pumped water in at that source, whether it's um, some Chinese port or US port or wherever the case may be. And by law, they're not supposed to clear out ballast water close to shore, but people obviously break the law and do this. So we suspect these cells have come in that way, and they are cells that actually um, thrive under estuarine conditions. So um, in the Sunday's estuary, we've got major problems there, and here in the Swarkops, we've got a, the same species causing major problems here. So what happens is the sewage flows in, the cells flourish, they divide, they make a, a huge bloom and they cloud the water. They actually prevent sunlight from going to the bottom layers of the water column because it can cloud the water to such an extent. Then they use up all the nutrients in the area and then they die. So in the same way that a red tide in the ocean would die off and um, when things die and decay, 
part of the decaying process uses up oxygen. So all the oxygen in the vicinity of the bloom that's dying off then um, is basically used up. And, and the animals that are caught in that area just can't breathe. Would it help any if we got some assistance from, let's say, nature, a flood or some serious excess of rain to flush out the system? Yes, of course. If we did have a flood, that would flush out the system. We're not entirely sure if it would remove all the algal cells because some of them can lie dormant. But, um, but a flush is the quickest fix. Um, a long-term fix would be to actually sort out the mess that's going on with leaking sewage. Uh, because the two are going hand in hand. The fact that we've got very little fresh water actually flowing down the Swarkops at the moment, and the same sort of problem in the Sundays where it's very regulated uh, river flow, is exacerbating the situation. So if we did get a flood, it would do, serve well to wash out the system, to flush out everything. Um, but if we don't take the sewage out of the equation, the problem's going to persist. It's just going to come back. We really appreciate you joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines today and sharing your expert opinion with us. Many thanks, Professor Nadine Stradom from the Nelson Mandela University. It's a pleasure. Happy to help. Each one of us has a story to tell and a story to share. A story that deserves to be heard. A story that inspires, motivates and gives people a reason to keep going. A story about our triumphs as individuals and as a team. A story about our humble beginnings and what the future holds for us. A story about our heritage and that which brings us together. It is these stories that connect us. The Herald. Whatever you live for, we live to tell that story for you. One of the stories that can be found on heraldlive.co.za involves sewage pollution in the SWAT Corps. Once again, the estuary in Nelson Mandela Bay has been threatened by a sewage pollution surge and also algae which is sucking oxygen out of the water. It's a big problem. As a result, thousands of crabs, fish and other marine life have been killed. Jenny Rump from the SWAT Corps Conservancy has, together with her team, been taking water samples and monitoring the situation, and she joins us now. Jenny, thank you for your time on Behind the Herald Headlines. Give us an idea of what exactly the problem is, what's causing it, and how bad is it? It sounds awful. Yes, Darren, it really has been terrible. So thank you very much for inviting me to come and speak to everyone. Lucas, an estuary is such a vital part of, of the whole ecosystem. You know, an estuary has, has the seawater coming in to join the river water. And so it's that, that, that part of, of the river I'm talking about, right down at the bottom where the seawater comes in. This is, this is where the fish come from the sea. And 80, but there are about 81 different species that spend their life in the estuary and need the estuary. And um, they go out to sea. And these are the fish that we eat. So you see, to have an estuary healthy is, is actually vital. Um, and also for recreation, you know, Port Elizabeth, um, we, we, we could be the, the water sport capital of South Africa. There's such wonderful opportunities for, for recreation, sport, 
on the on the estuary. So to have this happen is 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 really it's really terrible. Um, look, an estuary has unfortunately stormwater coming into it from all over. And, and so that means we have canals, stormwater canals coming in, and they, they bring with them whatever is coming down the stormwater canal. And very often that is, that is sewerage when um, sewerage pipes block. When you talk about stormwater, Jenny, I'm thinking of just usual uh, conduits that bring you water which isn't necessarily polluted or contains sewage. Are there sewage pipes which lead into the SWAT corps as well? No, there are no, there are no sewage pipes that lead into the SWAT corps. They all go, go to the sewage works nearest to them. But... People don't seem to know how to use their, their flush toilets properly. So they put all kinds of things down them, including pads, rags, you know, um, earbuds, the works. And this blocks the pipes. This blocks the, the sewerage pipes that should be going to, to the sewerage uh, works. And then they, they overflow through the manholes. And these manholes... All, you know, the, the sewage will then go into the gutters and down the stormwater uh, pipes inside and down into the stormwater drains. That is how we get sewage in. I see. So it's more a case of overflow. It's overflow. So whatever flows in, in the gutters in the street, whatever that might be, it comes down into the stormwater canals, into the Swatkops estuary. Over the years, I would imagine that it has become more and more of a problem as the population increases. Yes. As the population increases and, and the sewage system often cannot cope, and especially the sewage works, you see, like Kelvin Jones sewage works in Utenhag, you know, which, which probably needs more of an upgrade. So now it's got more and more sewage coming in and it struggles to cope. And when anything goes wrong there, for some reason, we, we hear they ran out of diesel over that long weekend. That's the 19th to 21st of March. They ran out of diesel, so the pumps couldn't work. So, so what happens is the sewerage then goes into the Swatkops estuary. Well, sorry, the Swatkops River up at Utenhag. It just flows in. There's a canal where it flows into the Swatkops. So if you get the sewerage works not working, you will have probably 25% of the fresh water coming into the Swatkops from, from, you know, above Utenhag from Hrundal will be sewerage. This sounds like it's going to be a massive, well, it's already a massive problem, but without a solution, it's just going to get worse and worse. What is the solution? Improved infrastructure? Yes, yes. This, the solution would, would be to to boost that sewerage work so that it works properly, but also maybe to have more of a reed bed or something like that where, where the sewerage could go to when there are problems like this. You see, it doesn't happen all the time, Darren. It only happens when there is a problem with the works. I see. But when the sewerage works don't work, it's terrible then you just get sewage going into the SWAT cops. So basically, yeah, we need a reed bed or something like that for the sewage to go into when there's a problem. And we also need the upgrade of the sewage works. What happened now, this 
this, this period was that there was also bad pollution coming down the Chatty River, um, which leads into the Swatkops, and also down the Markman Canal. So when you get um, sewerage coming in from different um, parts, then there is a bad, bad, you know, combination. And in addition to that, we also, we, we, we have had, it's an algal bloom out in the bay, and that has also come into the estuary. So we've actually had, had bad, bad looking water coming in from, from the bay. So it's like all these things were coming into the Swatkops estuary at the same time. And this was a perfect storm, can I say, for, for the algae to grow because look, algae only grows when there's enough sewage for it to feed on. And the algae extracts oxygen from the water as well. Oxygen, that's it, that's it, which, which kills the fish. And it also, the algae coats the gills of the fish and then they can't breathe properly. So what we had was Red House got the brunt of it. Red House is like in the middle of the estuary. And that, that is where everything like got together, came together. And, and, and the water turned really dark and there was no oxygen. And we just found the fish there floating on the top, all kinds of fish. They had run out of oxygen. Those, those bigger fish that could escape down to the mouth because the, 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 the real concentration was at Red House in the middle reaches. And in addition, we had very hot weather. We also had no wind. The wind will sort of dissipate this a bit. So, so everything was, was like a perfect storm. And, and these animals just died. And the birds had a field day. They ate everything. In addition to being a threat to marine life, Jenny, is it a health risk to the human population of Nelson Mandela Bay? Yep. So how do we solve this? Darren, I can't answer that. It's, it looks ghastly. No one wants to go in the water. You, you feel when it looks like that, it looks so ghastly. I can't say for a fact that, that it, is, it is bad. I would think, look, having sewerage in water is bad. No one wants to swim in the water when that is the, the case. The algal, the actual algal bloom, I'm not sure how, how you know, toxic that is to people. But sewerage in, 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 in the water certainly can cause of course, um, of course. You know, illness. And if you've got a cut on your leg, it can go septic, that kind of a thing. So sewerage certainly would be, would be a problem. You see, uh, another, actually something I didn't mention, it was neap tide when all this happened. That means the tides are not so strong from the sea. So fresh water coming in, you know, there's not so much of it. And, and now things have improved dramatically. You see, nature actually solves problems because now it is spring tides. We're coming on for spring tides. So there's more fresh water from the sea coming in. It doesn't look, the algal bloom doesn't look so bad in the sea anymore. I mean, the real, the, real, the real solution would be a huge flood to carry all this pollution out. And then we start from scratch again. And um, 
you know, everyone must try their very best to uh, to not pollute the Swatkop. So that would it it involves the metro, it involves people because people have to watch what they do. Because don't forget, we we don't only have sewerage coming in, we also have litter coming in. And that's what also comes down, these uh, stormwater pipes and drains. And um, as you know, you know all about plastic pollution. You know how that can affect the lives of the animals here. And, and us, we who now eat perhaps the fish. Jenny, if I might ask you about the algae. It's an invasive species, I understand. Where does it come from? And is it possible for us to reverse that? Oh, yes, that's such a good question. Darren, it comes from, the, the theory is it comes from Japan. This, this black algae that we get up, this dark algae that, that we get up at Red House. And, and it's in the sediment there. And unfortunately, Darren, it's kind of there until we have a major flood to wash it all out. We're chatting with Jenny Rump. She's from the Swat Corps Conservancy. Major problems for the estuary, which is in Nelson Mandela Bay, reported earlier this week. Sewage pollution together with algae, an invasive species which sucks oxygen from the water. This has caused thousands and thousands of fish, crabs and other marine life to perish and has left the estuary in a parlous state at the moment. Jenny, thank you for all the work that you and the Swat Corps Conservancy do and we appreciate you joining us today on Behind the Herald Headlines. Many thanks. Thank you, Darren. Thank you very much. That was today's edition of Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.